Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. I can't wait. I am uh, girding for the November elections and what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to do everything we can to remain absolutely vigilant because the democrat party will do everything they can to steal the election like they did in 2020 yes i said it and i'm not afraid to you know why because i'm not stupid yeah uh, so the one thing we could really look forward to, number one of all things, is uh, the possibility of impeaching Joe Biden. And unlike the two fake impeachments of, of Donald Trump for a phone call with a Ukrainian president and for uh, uh, inciting an, an, an insurrection that wasn't an insurrection and he didn't incite it, that was proven false as well. Uh, Jim Jordan is saying uh, number one on the agenda coming up in uh, November, December, January of 23 is an impeachment of J.B. Heck yeah, we are. I mean, you think about it. This administration has given us record crime, record inflation, and record illegal immigration. Yeah, let's not forget that whole uh, two million illegals coming into the country, a wholesale invasion that was actually welcomed by our federal government. The federal government welcomed an invasion of our country. That's the number one thing that they are tasked to do is to maintain our sovereignty and joe biden said nah and you're exactly right it's deliberate it's intentional i mean in the start of this administration you go back march was the highest month on record for illegal crossings until april and then april was the highest month until may and then may was the highest month until june and june was the highest. and then there's the whole 100,000 people a year dying in this country from drug overdoses from fentanyl streaming across the border so you had five months in a row where they kept breaking the record and gave it all, all Almost two million illegal crossings, illegal immigrants coming into this country, and that's just what we know about in one year's time. That is intentional. That is deliberate. And so, yeah, our conference is going to, I think, look at this issue and decide: is this, is this, is this impeachment? It's time for uh, politeness to end. Joe Biden's approval rating, the threat of possible impeachment. It kind of sucks to be him right now, and he deserves it. It sucks to be you. Jim Gossett. It sucks to be you. I do you down. Your polls are way down. You look like a clown. Joe Biden, you're through. Yeah, karma is a butt sock is a tool. Kamala's a fool. Got some hot sake coming up today. You couldn't try harder to be Jimmy Carter. You make him seem cool. Of presents I've seen, you're the most obscene. Nixon was a schmuck, 
Clinton liked a lie, LBJ was mean. You've been in D.C. 50 years long on everything you have been wrong. It sucks to be you. Red states won't turn blue in 22. We hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Nobody else could be this bad as president. You are quite sad, Biden. It sucks to be you. You have a clue. It sucks to be you. All right, Jim Gossett. Yeah, that's uh, two S's, two T's, JimGossettComedy.com. And, uh, yeah. uh, and and the thing is, it's 50 years of karma coming home to roost. That's what it's all about. Uh, and that the Democrat Party and uh, and all the dead voters who voted and all the illegal people and all of the people who voted uh, more than once and sometimes more than, you know, uh, 500 times, uh, you can blame yourself for electing, electing, I put in uh, quotation marks, a 50-year bureaucrat who's done nothing while he's been in Washington, D.C. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Way to go. You got a smiley face on your paper. All right, so coming up, uh, the debate on masks is uh, has reached stupid, critical stupid, critical stupid, because you've got governors saying all restrictions are off. Other governors say, no, they're on. The White House doubling down on masks. Jen Psaki, hot Psaki, doubling down on masks. It honestly, it is so absurd. It would be funny if it weren't torturing so many children. Uh, but honestly, it is critical stupid, beyond critical stupid, and we're going to get into that very shortly as well as what's going in Canada, Canada, and the uh, trucker stripe hopefully coming here to shut down the swamp. Oh, I hope it happens. Cloth masks that your kids have been forced to uh, wear to school have always been a joke, and for some odd reason... The federal government and many uh, state governments are continuing, like Loudoun, uh, different counties, I should say, like Loudoun County in Virginia, continuing the mask mandate. Why would you uh, consider the mask mandate for kids when uh, so many states are dropping mask mandates for adults? Why do you suppose that is? I I really, I I haven't figured it out yet. But I have a feeling it has to do with uh, children absolutely have to do what the adults say. I think that's part of it, and they really can't fight back. That's what it's all about. And, and they're the last way to brainwash people. When your children come home and they convince you, oh, Dad, we've got to have a mask on at school, then that's the continuing, uh, the final bastions of telescoping and broadcasting fear in the country. And it's on its last dying gasps behind a, a mask breathing its own carbon dioxide. That's the only thing I can figure out as to why they're still pushing Jen Psaki like it, it hasn't even happened, like, like other governors in, and even Democrat governors are dropping mask mandates. In New York, Kathy Hochul, who was appointed governor because the other guy was such a criminal, she says that she's going to get rid of mask mandates except for the kids, except for those kids in schools, even though the kids... I mean, literally, they have a 0.01% chance of dying for COVID, rarely go to the hospital unless they have a major pre-existing condition. But Kathy Hochul is going to keep it in place for kids. Why is that? Why is it? Is it just because kids are pliable? Is it because they want to fundamentally change children with regard to government and governance? 
I, I can't figure it out. All I know is it's bull crap. And if I had a kid, you know, uh, my daughter, she, she'll still wear a mask to school. And I'll tell her, don't wear a mask. To, you don't need to wear a mask to school. If she's 16 years old, almost 17, I can't tell her. Go into school and say, this is bull crap. And she's already been told that it was, it was the gospel. I had to go to her musical last weekend. I went to see uh, Mamma Mia. And I finally got the songs out of my head yesterday. Uh, oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. It literally took me listening to Metallica at the gym to get song track Mamma Mia out of my head. It's been there for almost a week. That said, I had to wear a stupid mask at Mamma Mia. Now, there were some other like-minded uh, parents at the play. We're sitting there, and you get these little snacks up at the concession stand, and, and you kick your mask off as long as you have a bag of Cheetos in front of you. But by God in heaven, you'll kill children unless you get that mask back on. Do you understand how stupid this has all been? Do you realize what a... What a what a joke this has all been. But you know, Rob, COVID is very serious. Yeah, I know. I had it. I had it for about uh, two weeks, actually. I can't get the vaccine for health reasons, not religious reasons, although there are, I, I respect those who would say there are religious reasons to not, to not get the vaccine, although the, the federal government, despite the First Amendment, has said, oh, we, you know, giving you no exemptions, particularly in the military, no exemptions. But we, you know, sat in the uh, seats. Um, a lot of like-minded parents uh, put their noses out so they could breathe. They wouldn't have to li- breathe their own waste. Uh, here's Matt Schlapp talking about uh, Stacey Abrams. You know, Stacey Abrams had to apologize because she got uh, photographed in front of a group of school kids and teachers all had masks on, but she didn't. Here's what he had to say about uh, her apology. Here's the thing that it's it, the biggest problem with this is the reason why uh, Stacey Abrams wasn't wearing that mask is she knows that she was not harming anyone's health. The mask mm. is a lie. It, and she also knows that it won't harm her. Never was used to prevent anybody's uh, death. Absolutely. 100% match slap is 100% right. But here's the problem. Um, a lot of people have these... Uh, I don't know how to tell you this. Maybe maybe you don't know. Uh, But there are these things called smartphones. And one of the things that the smartphones can do is take pictures. And you can post those pictures to social media and send them to your relatives. I know, I'm as shocked as you are. I believe they also make phone calls. I haven't used that, uh, that app yet. With my smartphone, I'm too busy using the calculator and, uh, you know, finding out where I'm going and listening to Spotify. But I hear you can actually make a phone call with these smartphones. That said, uh, she got her picture taken a bunch of different times in the school, uh, one time in a gymnasium, one time in a classroom. Never had a mask on. Never had a mask on at all. Uh, We'll get to her apology uh, very shortly here on the show, but here's Jen Psaki. Are you ready for some hot Psaki? Here is Jen Psaki, White House spokes ginger, talking about masks. Even though states around the country are dropping mask mandates and everything, they're holding them close to the chest because election year. I believe then that the state, the Democratic-led states who are breaking with the CDC on this guidance, that, that they're not, that they're throwing science away, and that the CDC is, has access to different science. Somehow, we don't look at it through that prism. Uh, these states, uh, I think it's important to note, they still allow for decisions to be made by local school districts. How about parents? Where we come up with concern, where we have great concern, if it is if a kid or a parent chooses to wear a mask, or a school district decides they should keep mask guidance in place, and there are leaders who are preventing them from doing that. Uh, that is the place. Despite the science. In some other states. 
But our hope is that uh, states, leaders, uh, will look at the science and data about what's going on. Uh, they'll make decisions about local school districts. Local school districts have always made these decisions. Okay, well, then, uh, if you really hold fast and you believe that uh, unmasking children is a deadly proposition, then how are you allowing states to uh, get rid of mask mandates? And do the states that are getting rid of mask mandates know the obvious that their house of cards is crumbling with regard to masks, or do they have a death wish and want all the children to die? Oh. Oh. Uh, It's an election year, kids. It's an election year. And... This is about control. This is about the government still clinging to the idea that it is here to be your savior. That it is here looking, it's looking out for you, despite all the harm that has been caused. It's also about control, and it's also about maintaining uh, voting drop boxes unmonitored, and also uh, massive mail-in voting. Uh, That's a good part of it as well. That's a good part of it as well. Here is uh, Rochelle Walensky, the CDC uh, chairwoman or the head of it, uh, talking about uh, hanging on to those kids' masks, even though seven Democrat states have said no to them and some Republican states never had them. And oddly enough, they're not leading the nation in COVID deaths of children. We've always said that the state and local jurisdictions um, are the ones responsible for those kinds of policies, for masking policies right now. What about the, uh, the the vaccines? Oh, yeah, you tried to nationalize that. Now our CDC guidance has not changed. Um, we have and continue to recommend um, masking in areas of high and substantial transmission. That is essentially everywhere in the country in public indoor settings. We continue to recommend universal masking in our schools. Again, uh, there is no scientific evidence behind masking children in schools. There never has been. This is a joke. Now back to the other has been, Rochelle Walensky. Um, And so our guidance has not changed. And what I will say is in this current moment, Mm. I'm pleased to say that about 96 percent of our children are in schools and that the masking has allowed them to be in schools. No, not really. Not really. The the places where the masks have been gotten rid of, the uh, the infections haven't gone up. So uh, you're full of it. Safely. That and getting our children vaccinated. Um, I there know- you go. Uh, here is Dr. Kavita Patel on uh, MSNBC. Now, despite all the things you've heard, and I've got a father actually uh, talking before a school board about masking and what it's done to his daughter, despite a 50% increase in suicide attempts among teenage girls, despite uh, increasing in uh, self-harm, uh, my daughter actually has a friend uh, I just found out who does uh, self-cutting, uh, and that started under the mask mandate and under the restrictions, under the COVID restrictions. She's otherwise a, a wonderful kid, but... Uh, all of these kids are under enormous pressure. But here's a Dr. Kavita Patel saying that uh, masks don't harm kids. Covering half your face up to your eyes. There's nothing weird about that. Yeah, no, no. Frankly, Andrew, you're expressing, I think, a very common sentiment as a parent, um, also as a physician. I asked my pediatric colleagues, because they are the experts, especially child psychologists and child psychiatrists that we work with. They have all kind of looked at the studies across the world. Sure. We have not seen evidence that having masks, even in the younger age group, prohibits kind of recognizing emotion. In fact, quite the contrary, younger children use all parts of the face, even when masked, to look for emotion. Look, I can tell by your forehead that you're smiling. But you're bringing- With Nancy Pelosi, you can. Uh, she, actually, she just looks uh, kind of like uh, surprised all the time. Her eyebrows right at her hairline. Up, I think a very important point. Kind of weird. Parents are surveyed about you know, wanting to have masks or not have masks. It becomes so emotional that I think we have to acknowledge that we're all frustrated and we all need to understand when we can remove masks 
and when we need to put them back into place. Oh, you silly parents with your raising your children as your own. You silly, silly, silly parents. Don't listen to your children. Don't Because I have spoken to many child psychologists, and they say that you can recognize all sorts of things above the eyebrows that, uh, you know, might uh, you know, cause a child to understand how to communicate and, and understand emotions. They can just ridiculous. Here's a, a dad in Naperville, Illinois, talking about his daughter at a school board meeting and uh, wearing masks. And, of course, he's wearing a cloth mask with a beard stick out from under it. I'm thinking that's not going to stop a whole lot of COVID, but uh, here he is. Well, they enact policies that have absolutely been devastating to her growth. We have seen two years of almost no growth, missed goals, goals removed. Her team is doing everything that they can. We've hired specialists. She still loves school. My 10-year-old daughter has kept these feelings to herself about how much she desperately wants to take her mask off. When we told her that it may be possible on Monday, she cried, tears, she jumped up and down. She told us that she was so... The kid is just imagining this. I mean, that no children should be excited to take off a face diaper at school. Uh, the government has talked to psychologists and, and psychotherapists, and they say that th- what this man is saying is not true. So excited that people may finally be able to understand her. You have harmed her so much with this. Everybody talks about just in your imagination, sir. It's just in your imagination. Have you had your booster? Everybody's got to be safe. Everybody's got to have everything. And we've left so many children behind. We've tried to protect her. This morning, she got up before us and she started singing a song to her dolls about how excited she was that kids were finally going to be able to see her smile, that she was going to be able to. All joking aside, I want you to hear that again. We've tried to protect her. This morning, she got up before us, and she started singing a song to her dolls about how excited she was that kids were finally going to be able to see her smile, that she was going to be able to see other kids' smiles, that kids would be able to understand her, and she would stop being picked on because they could not understand her through her mask because her speech has been delayed even more than her special needs. She is a strong girl. But when I heard her do that, and I heard the things that she said, it broke me. I will never forgive myself for not fighting more. It's not your fault, sir. We have a lot of COVID dictators. COVID dictators in our country and around the world who've taken advantage of this. Who've taken advantage of this, have ruined children's lives, have have, uh, caused a surge in suicides, uh, drug overdoses. Losses of livelihood, a whole generation of children, we won't even be able to quantify how far they are behind for years. For years. Here is Dr. Leanna Wynn. She was the head of Planned Parenthood, and she's talking about uh, ma- how mask science has changed. The mask science has changed. She's been taken to the uh, woodshed on this one, by the way. There was a and is a time and place for pandemic restrictions, but when they were put in, it was always with the understanding that they would be removed as soon as we can. And in this case, circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Well, some states are saying we can right now. Also, the science has changed. We know that 
that vaccines protect very well against Omicron, which is the dominant variant. Everyone five and older have widespread access to vaccines. And we also know about one-way masking, the idea that even if other people around you are not wearing masks, if you wear a high-quality mask, that also protects you, the wearer, too. And so in this case, I'm not saying, I don't think anyone really is saying that no one should ever wear masks, but rather that the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district or the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family. Okay, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's kind of outside of the loop as far as the government is concerned. Let's hear that again. But rather that the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district or the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family. Oh, wow. Thank you for throwing us that bone. That is amazing. Perhaps most ironic about Wynn's interview is that she said the conversation about face masks must now shift from government mandates to individual responsibility. They know the House of Cards is collapsing, guys. Uh, the reaction online was pretty amazing. The polling numbers have changed. That's why you're promoting a different message now. That, according to Jeffrey Miller. Has anything fundamentally changed in the last six months except for Democrats finally belatedly realizing that militant masking is a political loser? Uh, the science hasn't changed. The polls have. This is according to entrepreneur David Sachs. And the science hasn't changed. The wind has. And they say which way it's blowing. Actor Rob Schneider, who I like a lot. Yeah. You've been played. I've been saying it for a while. And now the house of cards is tumbling. Hey guys, it's Carson for ExpressVPN. You know, if the FBI is going after school board members for speaking out online and at meetings, do you think that maybe they might be looking at you too? Incognito mode does not hide your activity online, by the way, okay? Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you ever visited. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. Hillary Clinton wishes she had this. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption possible. Protect your online activity with the VPN rated number one by CNET and visit my exclusive link expressvpn.com slash Newsmax and you can get an extra three months free on a one year package. This is important. Your privacy is more important than ever. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Newsmax expressvpn.com slash Newsmax to learn more. Neil Young says canceling Joe Rogan isn't enough. He's asking for Spotify employees to quit their jobs. Uh, he says that Daniel Eck is your big problem, not Joe Rogan. He's president of the company. Eck pulls the strings. Get out of that place before it eats up your soul. The only goals stated by EK are about numbers, not art, not creativity. Meanwhile, in a response from uh, employees at Spotify, uh, who is this old, stinky-looking homeless guy telling us to quit our jobs? Oh, he's a singer? I never heard of him. Young also took aim at big banks urging followers to withdraw their money from them. You know, some people get smarter with age. Liberals, not so much. For their continued funding of the fossil fuel damage, even as the global temperature keeps climbing, man, I just threw that in there, I say take your money from the accounts of these American banks today. 
Yeah. Join me as I move my money away from these the damage causers, or you will unintentionally be one of them. Look at uh, just look at Neil Young, kids. Do you want to listen to what Neil Young has to say? I mean, uh, I mean, if you saw Neil Young on the street in uh, in San Francisco. And, you know, you'd say, well, there's a homeless person. But, you know, I think I'd rather have the heroin addict over there uh, scratching his arm and uh, talking to a a dog that isn't there. I'd rather have him stay with us than Neil Young. Neil Young looks kind of scary. Let it go. Mitch McConnell is broken with the RNC and says January 6th was a violent insurrection. He also defends and uh, says that uh, the party should not single out people like Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. For censure, yeah. Uh, Mitch McConnell is a wretched, awful swamp dweller, and he needs to not have a job anymore. Here he is talking about the violent insurrection on January 6th, which the FBI says was not an organized insurrection. Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the 6th, and we're all, we're here, we're here. We, we, We saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. He just uh, took a giant you-know-what on 70% of Republican voters, by the way. Uh, Let me just be the first to say, I am done. Done, 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 done with Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Kevin McCarthy. How about you, kids? You're ready to say, uh, you know, let's put some real people in charge there. Let's let's let MTG be in charge there. Let's let Cat uh, Kamek. The, the the women of uh, of Congress right now are the only ones with any cojones. With any cojones. I mean, there are a few guys who have uh, <clears throat> some cojones in Congress, but honestly, uh, the only uh, the people who are speaking out and fighting all the nonsense generally, with the exception of, you know, Jim Jordan, and some others, uh, you know, are, are women. Here is uh, Mitch McConnell a little bit more on uh, censuring worthless Republicans who uh, one will not definitely be, will definitely be out of a job because he's leaving Adam Kinzinger, and Liz Cheney will get curb stopped in her congressional run. With regard to the suggestion that the RNC should be in the business of picking and choosing Republicans who ought to be supported, uh, traditionally the view of the National Party Committees is that we support all members of our party, regardless of their p- positions on some issues. Do you have confidence in her, Ron McDaniels, chairman of the committee? Uh, I, I, I do, but the, the issue is whether or not the RNC should be sort of singling out members of our party who may have different views from the majority. Yeah, yeah, they should actually. Uh, particularly when uh, they were members who actually went after and voted for a fake impeachment. Mitch. Oh, what a... A new book, New York Times journalist Jeremy Peters writes, Adam Kinzinger brought a gun with him to the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th. Uh, it's a new book, and uh, I'm going I'm to play some, uh, some sad music here in the background if I can, because uh, I'm going to read from the book. Yeah, here we go. Uh, you probably want to get some Kleenex, just want to say. <clears throat> pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Blackstone's Punchbowl News AM published an excerpt of Peter's new book, which says, 
Kinzinger's wife had asked him about joining him at the Capitol to watch his Congress and the Vice President in his constitutional role as the President of the Senate carried out their formal duties in the process of finalizing the election. Down the music just a little bit there. The procedure had gone off with only minor hiccups since Congress started doing it the mid-20th century. But Kinzinger told his wife to stay home, stay home, dear. He also told his staff not to come into the office, and he packed the pistol, an older 38 caliber Ruger LCP, before leaving. Like many who were there that day, Kinzinger recalls an almost bestial energy hanging in the air. I felt a real darkness over the place that I've never felt before. Later, after speaking to law enforcement officers who were there on the scene, he recalls that one of them told him, we feel a lot of evil out there. Kinziger still felt uneasy and decided to return to his office across the street in the Rayburn House Office Building. Uh, he was not in the Capitol when the Capitol when they let people in the Capitol. So he wasn't even there. He took the underground tunnels to avoid the crowds. Well, that's what congressmen do. They, they go in the tunnel. That's what they do. Which uh, by then had advanced closer to the Capitol. He had not been in his office long when a chilling alert from the Capitol Police landed in the mailboxes of members and congressional stamp staffers. Time stamped 2.18 p.m. Instead, there was a threat inside the building. There's a young woman who's unarmed uh, attempting to crawl through a window. Fortunately, a Capitol Police officer murdered her. Actually, that's not in the book. I just added that. Everyone should close, lock, and stay away from external doors and windows. Remain quiet, the email continued, ordering them to silence all electronics. No one will be permitted to enter or exit the building until directed by USCP. Kinzinger barricaded himself inside his office and took out his gun. Okay, back to normal. Was that... That was pretty good, wasn't it? I mean, that was like, woo, I started to tear up there for a second. It wasn't an insurrection. A million people came to Washington, D.C. Did they come to Washington, D.C. to uh, overturn the government? If a million people came to Washington, D.C. to over the, overturn the government, they would have brought weapons. Uh, they would have had a plan to overthrow the government. But you see, they weren't there to overthrow the government. They were there because they saw piles of evidence being avoided by a mainstream media, big social media, and Democrat party who said on the 4th of November that no election chicanery took place despite thousands of affidavits, despite Republicans being locked out of polling places where votes were counted despite the battleground states counting stopping in the middle of the night right around midnight and reopening the next morning with like for instance in Pittsburgh a half a million votes coming in for Joe Biden and 3,500 for uh, Donald Trump despite uh, massive amounts of uh, uh, drop boxes unmonitored by video picking up thousands and thousands of ballots stuffed into them during the night, captured on video, being uh, shared in a brand new movie by, by Dinesh D'Souza called 2,000 Mules, which literally features some of the drop boxes in Georgia being fed by the same people over and over again all night on November the 3rd into November the 4th. Despite all of that, 
That's why the people in Washington, D.C., the, uh, the conservatives, the Republicans, uh, the, basically the American equivalent of the Canadian truckers and their supporters came to Washington, D.C. because they wanted hearings on it. They wanted Congress, before they certified the election, to at least listen. And there was plans on doing that in the afternoon around 1 o'clock and about 24 hours of uh, testimony heard by Congress before they decided whether to put off the, uh, the certification or uh, go ahead and certify it. And the only thing that could stop the certification or stop the, uh, the hearings about the certification would be, I don't know, if maybe Congress got interrupted by, oh, I don't know, a bunch of people being led into the building. This is another way you've been played. <laughs> and I'm never going to give it up. And Mitch McConnell will never make me give it up. Because, uh, you know, I'm not stupid. I am not stupid. Here is Diane Dean. She's an Ottawa City Council member. She's one of the people who got a hold of that uh, that group, that GoFundMe group, and told them to take the $10 million away from the truckers. But uh, Gibson Go actually just raised about $8 million for him. So uh, go fund yourself. This is not something this country has ever seen before. I understand Mark uh, Carney referred to it as sedition today. I think that's exactly what it is. This is treason. This is way bigger. This is a group of well-polished professional people that are trying to overthrow the gun. You think those truckers are well-polished professionals, really? The, the government, <laughs> a democratically elected government of this country, it's really an insurrection. It's a it's an attack on our democracy. Boy, it sure sounds a whole lot like Mitch McConnell and, uh, and uh, Joe Biden, doesn't it? It's an attack on our federal government. It has a lot of international elements to it. The money is flowing from the U.S. Right. Um, this is right out of the Trump playbook. Now, I just want you to think about it for a second, okay? You and I watched in horror the summer of 2020 as 2 to $3 billion worth of damage was done to American cities where buildings were looted. A man was burned to death in a store in Uptown in Minneapolis. Up to $500,000 worth of damage to that city alone. Thousands of police officers injured. 30 people losing their lives at least. Thousands of injuries that last lifetimes. And the Democrat Party and the mainstream media did precisely D-word for Richard about it. Every night on the news, there was not one thing said about it. Every night on the mainstream media, not one thing said about it that said it was a dangerous insurrection. If you went to CNN, they'd have somebody standing on the street in front of a burning building saying it is mostly peaceful and yet we've got a peaceful movement in ottawa and here's what the mainstream media in canada and the united states are saying about this sedition insurrection a threat to democracy this city is under siege they are now calling it an occupation alarming situation there in ottawa the police chief is calling it a nationwide insurrection driven by madness this is kind of our driven by madness are you out of your nut our insurrection by air horn moment it's i think it's part of the globalization of trumpism canadians know where i stand oh, they brought up trump huh. and there hasn't been as much violence as some had perhaps projected but yeah there hasn't been any violence that's what you're trying to say that does not necessarily mean that it has been peaceful reports of severe vandalism and criminal behavior yeah that's uh, mika brzezinski uh reporting on something that has it happened? Streets are clogged. The honking is incessant and deafening. This pandemic has sucked 
for all Canadians. And you have sucked as the prime minister. Residents that I have spoken to who say they feel terrorized, intimidated. Residents say they feel like... Can you believe those truckers actually shoveled off my walk after it snowed? I'm terrified. Residents in that area say that they are being held hostage, that this freedom has essentially, this freedom convoy, as they call it, has essentially imposed a lockdown on them. Some protesters harassed a soup kitchen. These anti-vaxxers. No, actually, one protester went in and said, yo, I'm uh, hungry there, you know. I see you got some soup going. Could I get a bowl of the soup? That's really what happened. Actually took food from the mouths of the homeless. Here's old Joe and Mika. I wonder what they do during breaks. We're hungry, yeah. Because they were, they're, they're, they're so put upon. There have not been any violent outbursts. However, horns have been honked. However, there haven't been any violent outbursts, but... ...for 12 to 21 hours a night. Yeah, they stopped the horns. The small fringe minority of people who are... I think there's a big lie coming here. ...are on their way to Ottawa or who are... Uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. Many of them are holding Confederate flags. That's a lie. I've heard there's QAnon supporters in the crowd. Um, that's a lie. And uh, QAnon, really? Uh, no. Seen swastikas. We've seen the Confederate flag. That's a lie. We've seen uh, flags with Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, in a noose. Oh, uh, sure lots you of Donald Trump. You bet you have. You bet you have. Now, just real quick, I want you to hold your children uh, close to your breasts because I'm going to share something terrifying. This is an actual report on MSNBC, downtown audio, uh, Ottawa, uh, talking about the horror of the insurrection. Yeah, so the clip was just from our police chief here in Ottawa, Peter Slowly, and he said that the Ottawa police is overwhelmed, that they do not have the resources able to deal with what he's calling a siege and an occupation. And, you know, this is not just a protest. Ottawa, like any capital city, is used to a protest. But here, you know, right beside me, they've set up a Plinko table, one of those games. Whoa, 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 they did what? Those terrorists set up a Plinko table. You would see on The Price is Right. Hmm. They have open fire. I love that game on The Price is Right. I, I, that's my favorite game. Pits ...that are burning throughout the downtown. Hold on, hold on. Let's, what are you, the Plinko and the what? Hmm. They have open fire pits that are burning throughout the downtown. Uh, they have villages, essentially. They build structures on the street to, to keep people warm. They have a full... Oh, my God, they're keeping people warm. ...set of... Um, I saw some pizza ovens the other day. Even in one spot, organizers had three different saunas and a hot tub set up. Oh, my God in heaven. The horror. I mean, this makes Antifa pale by comparison. This makes Black Lives Matter pale by comparison. You know, we saw uh, police precincts burn and cities burn and people get beaten up and police cars stomped on and police officers having stuff hurled at them. Nothing compares to a Plinko table, pizza ovens, and a sauna. Oh my God in heaven. Dear God, when will the inhumanity end? Wow. And they're taking their cue from the left in America, which makes you kind of go, huh, I wonder if George Soros is involved. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.